0: This is Adam Greenberg with Leaders to Give and Leaders to Inspire, and I'll be the host for today's podcast. Today's podcast is a bit spontaneous because the, a number of thoughts have occurred to me lately that I wanted to share, and they're timely, and I, I feel that they're important. And it's about giving, and it's about helping. It's about uniting. It it follows the last podcast where I, where I where I asked everybody to mend fences, to mend relationships, to expand relationships. And so I wanna name this podcast, Helping is Helping and Giving is Giving. You know, the community that I live in here in Mexico is, a, is an amazing community. And it's a, it's a very diverse community. There's a lot of, of local Mexicans who live here, of all different economic and so social backgrounds and classes. You can't see me because uh, it's a podcast, but I'm quoting the word classes because it's a term that I, I can't stand, but it's a term we all understand. It means different levels of wealth and education. So there's a, there's a diverse group of, of, of Mexicans, of Americans, Canadians, Europeans, all from different socioeconomic backgrounds, all living together and living their lives, and what's beautiful about this community is how much generosity there is from all walks of life. Now, one of the causes, one of the primary causes that leaders to give, which is my California 501c3 nonprofit that, that I founded, one of our primary focuses is sustaining the financial operations of a albergue. That translates to a hostel, an albergue for for children in La Paz, which is about an hour north of here. Now, the town that I'm in is part of the La Paz County, but the, the, the albergue, again that translates to hostel, is about an hour north of here. and We refer to the albergue as an orphanage, and that's because it's a home for kids whose parents are in prison or they're they're homeless, or they're struggling with addiction, poverty, health issues, all sorts of reasons that these children are more or less abandoned, and they are more or less orphans, even though they legally, technically have parents. So we use the term orphanage, we use it a little bit loosely. We try to be very clear with our, our donors and supporters about who these kids are and why they need this help. But there's a group um, in this town who don't think that we should be helping those kids. They think that that's in La Paz and the people in La Paz should help those kids. And we're in this town and we should be helping kids in this town. I mentioned it's a very generous community. There's a ton of different causes. There's a group that provides scholarships. There's a group that provides free health care to kids. There's a group that rescues dogs and animals. And then there's all kinds of naysayers in town who think that one person should do this and shouldn't do that, you should help them, you shouldn't help them. And my, my topic today is to urge you that helping is helping. If you don't feel compelled to help rescue dogs, don't. But don't discourage others. Dogs need to be rescued. When I first moved to this town uh, eight, nine years ago, there was all kinds of, of, of wild or feral dogs on the streets. And sometimes they'd come running up to you and barking at you and they're, they're not neutered and they're, they're having puppies everywhere and it's, it's dog crap everywhere and it's a mess. And so helping these dogs and taking care of them helps the entire community. And it's a real service. It's not only good for the community, it's it's a way to, for a civilized community to behave, which is to protect its most vulnerable. There's really no arguing that. The same thing with the kids in, in La Paz. I'm Canadian. I've had Americans tell me as a Canadian that I shouldn't be helping kids in La Paz because we live in Los Perilas. We need to remove our borders. That doesn't mean open borders. So if you're on the political landscape that likes to say I'm all for open borders, I'm not. I'm for controlled uh some some controls i don't want everybody in the world arriving in canada and and changing the fabric of the country but i do believe in diversity and unity but i'm not suggesting that we have open borders i'm suggesting we remove the barriers that divide us and it's something i'm very passionate about helping is helping giving is giving As a society, as a global society, as all citizens of Earth, there's enough to go around. There's a huge disparity of wealth, and I understand that. I understand that there's different systems. There's communism and socialism, capitalism, authoritarianism. Some of these systems are better than others. I'm quite proud that I work hard and I I have money to spend in a nice home in two places, and I'm not ashamed of that. And I give what I can and do what I can to help uplift others. I'm not suggesting for a minute that one system is better than another, but I am going to suggest very passionately that it is incumbent on all of us to share our knowledge, to share our experiences, and yes, wherever possible, to share our wealth. I'm not advocating for socialism. I'm not advocating for the equal distribution of wealth. I'm advocating for sustainability and equitable opportunity. And I think we all have a role to play. This comes up over and over again in so many different areas and it's just something that I wanted to share, I wanted to talk about and I wanted to ask you, the listener, to think about. I was on a recent board meeting and there was a diverse viewpoint on a number of items. I don't need to get into what those items were and I thought that the dialogue was very healthy. And the reason it was healthy is because we all agreed that we had a common goal which was to continue doing the good work that we're doing, to continue improving lives, and to protect our brand and our status and our eligibility. One of the board members, one of the founding board members, reminded us that being a tax-exempt charity is a privilege that's given to us by the government. By the way, the government that we as people elect to make those determinations. And she was right. It is a privilege. And it's a privilege that we have to honor and respect and uphold our obligation to those that we support and to those who support us through their very generous donations. And if you're one of those supporters and donors, rest assured that we will never deviate from that obligation and that responsibility. We will, however, constantly and continuously look at ways to improve how we operate and ways to expand the impact, the positive impact, and the reach of the work that we do. I think it's incumbent on us, and I think it's our responsibility. And so what do we do? You know, as I thought about what our nonprofit does, when I thought about what leaders to give, and it's www.leaders the number to give.org if you're listening for the first time and you want to check out what we do. When I really wanted to frame what it is we do, is it's twofold. We protect vulnerable people. We do that by providing them with food, with shelter, with medicine, with education. We protect vulnerable people. And at the same time, we teach and empower others to become leaders in our community, to sustain our communities, to reduce the burden on government and nonprofit organizations to be the sole owners of solving our very complex problems in society. We create leaders and we create them through the experience of engaging in some of the activities that our nonprofit operates in. That's our mission. And I don't believe that there's limits to that mission, provided that we are creating leaders, we're enabling and empowering them and equipping them to become the leaders that we want in the future to solve the problems of our societies and to take advantage of the opportunities presented in our communities. And we help uplift others. We protect our communities most vulnerable. Every one of us has a role to play. I'm incredibly proud to be a part of a a board that is committed to this mission. It's incredibly humbling to get together with them every month and and hear their points of view, diverse points of view, diverse backgrounds and perspectives, and the ability for us. And by the way, we, we have different political leanings as well. We're from different countries. We have different... Uh, economic uh, opportunities, different levels of wealth, different levels of education. There's men, there's women. We're a diverse group and we have one common goal. And when we have different opinions, we always come back and focus on that goal. And that's what we all need to be doing more of. And build, rebuilding those relationships that we have with each other and with others, especially those we disagree with, because we all do have one common goal. And that one common goal is to improve our lives, our own lives, the lives of our family, the lives of our friends, the life of those in our community. Who wants to live behind a fence with people starving on the other side of it? Who wants to walk down the street and have feral wild dogs barking and biting at your feet that are starving and skinny? Who wants to live in wealth and look over the the, the, the fence or the wall and see starvation and malnutrition and desperation and filth and disease? The pandemic taught us that we're all in this together. It doesn't respect borders. It doesn't respect cultures, languages, colors, creeds, sexual orientations, or wealth or political stature. It affects human beings. We are all human beings. We will never improve life on this planet if we continue to have an us and them mentality. There isn't them and us, it is all of us. Yes, some of us will be better off than others. I don't think that that's a huge problem, provided that we're all focused on a common goal which is getting everybody into a a sustainable, equitable life experience. I appreciate you tuning in. This was a short podcast. It was on my mind i 'm being encouraged by friends and family and um, and others to to share my thoughts more. Um, happy to do that. I hope it adds value. I appreciate your time and I actually welcome your comments. I welcome conversation and discussion around this topic because we have to do it together. All of us have to do it together. You don't have to form a nonprofit and and, and do all this work. You don't have to change your life uh, dramatically in order to do this work. Just change your, your perspective a little bit, each of us. Focus a little bit of your time and energy to uplift others. When our collective consciousness makes that shift, the change in the world will be dramatic. A good analogy is you're on a boat and you just change your direction one degree. You're in an open sea. Change one degree. You'll end up in a completely different place. The change happens over time, but it's for our children, our children's children, and it's for all of us. Thank you for listening to the podcast from Leaders to Give and Leaders to Inspire. Tune in again. Send me a note. If you'd like to be a guest, I would love to chat with you about this topic or any others that you're passionate about or concerned about. Share my point of view, and I wish you a wonderful, healthy, safe, profitable, productive, and restful day. Bye for now.